Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 760. I hope you all are well. Today's 10 is sponsored by Nishmas Fred Lewis, Fivel Yitzchak, Ben Aftali, David So we have the upcoming holiday of Shavuos and one of the things that you're going to see in many shuls and synagogues is greenery. Some people also do this at home. Uh, greenery, flowers and grasses and trees perhaps, uh, which are uh, there to somehow enhance uh, the surroundings on, on the holiday of Shavuos specifically. So I want to talk about this custom, where this comes from, and there are a few interesting sources. Uh, first of all, we find in the Maharil, the Maharil writing hundreds and hundreds of years ago, 800, 900 years ago, there is a custom to, to spread along the floor of the Shob with um, smelly types of grasses, smelly in a good way, and roses, for the enjoyment, for the pleasure, the simcha, the joy of the regal. Okay, so that's the first mention we have of such a custom. And what would this joy entail? So it could be it comes from the Gemara and Shabbos. Gemara and Shabbos says in Daf Pei Ches, Rabbi Shubin Levi, what does it mean when it says in Shira Shirem, uh, there's a Pasuk over there that says, translates as his cheeks are as a bed of spices, as banks of sweet herbs. His lips are lilies dripping with flowering myrrh. So it's interpreted homiletically that for each and every utterance that emerged from his cheeks, referring to Hashem, so the entire world was filled with fragrant spices. So we're trying to recreate the moment of Sinai, and the Torah, which was delivered at Sinai from Sinai, made us uh, feel good, like a sweet-smelling spice. You know, perhaps as an association, you know, we're, we're really good at the, the, the sense of smell and memory. And so that's the idea we're trying to hearken back to, that uh, the Torah was given, and uh, sort of uh, referring to the sweet smell of this medrash, and how the Torah uh, was to us a sweet-smelling thing. Okay, so the Leket Yosher, writing a little bit later, writes, Vahayim Minhag Bevesel Lefazer Esev Uvesamim Shal Esev. Again, we have the same custom, brought again, uh, and he mentions just one thing, uh, in addition, that it should also be done at home. Okay, so, beveso, not just as the Maharil said, beveso, but not only in the shul, but as well at home. Okay, we have another uh, idea, which is brought by the Lavush. Lavush says that you put grasses in the Besaknesses and in the homes, and he says, Zecher Simchas Matan Torah. It's a memorial for the giving of the Torah, the joy that was involved in the giving of the Torah. So he's not referring to the sweet-smelling moment of Matan Torah, but rather specific to grasses, because there were grasses that surrounded Har Sinai. How do we know? Shenemar, as it says, in Shmos Lamadalad Gimel, Kam Hatzon Bakar Al Yeru, referring to the Hagbala, the, uh, the cordoning off of the mountain of Sinai, that the animals weren't supposed to be grazing from this grass, very special in the desert to have grass around the mountain. They weren't supposed to be grazing from this very special grass there to uh, decorate Har Sinai. So you see from there that there was grass. So too, we should have grass in our shuls and our homes. There was grass there, so it's sort of a, a replication, a reenactment of Matan Torah. So there's grass there as well. So this would make sense specifically to grass. Indeed, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention this, but the Ramah writes, the There's a custom to put out grasses, and it seems specific to grasses, right? If it's the first custom, uh, or the maharil, which mentions um, the besamim, the sweet smell, so then it would make sense to put out smelly things, things that smell nice. Uh, but of course, according to the lavush, and as the Ramah brings it, it sounds like it's specific to grass, because it's sort of the pasture outside of Sina that we're trying to replicate. There are other reasons that are offered. The Magen 
Avram, for example, says something which really has nothing to do with Matan Torah. The uh, Magen Avram, a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, says the reason we put Nohagin Lahamid Ilanos, he says we should put trees, trees in the shul. And the reason, he says, is Shabbat Tzeres, Nidonan Alapiris, Ha'ilan Mispal Oleyam. We have this idea from Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. Gemara and Rosh Hashanah tells us about the different holidays on which we're judged for different aspects, or for water, for the grain. Alperos Ha'ilan, the Gemara says, happens on Atzeres. It's actually a Mishnah. The Mishnah says in Mishnah Rosh Hashanah that we're judged on Shavuos for the peros, for the fruits. If that's the case, so says the Magad of Rome, we should be in Shul, and we should see these trees. And because they're going to inspire us, we're going to daven for them, and therefore we put trees. Interestingly, we don't put... Uh, Pesach, we don't put tevuah, grain, maybe that's because we're afraid it might come into contact with water, and it'll become chametz. Uh, you know, maybe in, we do do things relating to water on Sukkot, so and maybe it's not so crazy that this relates to the Paris Elon, and therefore, because it relates to the Paris Elon, the fruits of the tree, we should be putting trees inside the shul. Now again, this wouldn't be referring to grasses, and it wouldn't be referring to sweet-smelling flowers or anything like that. Okay, the Shulchan Aruch Harav, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe says, "Ilanos He adds in houses as well. It should be it should be trees, and he also adds this idea of the Peros Ha'ilan because we are judged for the Peros Ha'ilan and we should pray for them. He adds this idea that you put them in homes as well, whereas the Magen Avram um, did uh, mention both as well. But um, I guess we'll pray at home, and it'll be inspiring to you at home as well. The Elia Rabba brings both Asavim, and he brings the idea of the Magen Avram that uh, that it should be the trees as well. He he seems to conflate the two things together, but so far we've seen three reasons. Is it because the fragrance? Is it because the, the reenactment of the grass around Har Sinai, or is it because, not relating to the moment of the giving of the Torah, but but the holiday of Shavuos as the moment that we are judged for our first fruits? So there are different attitudes. There are some other ideas as well. Um, there is an idea that is brought in uh, the Bnei Yisachar. Bnei Yisachar brings a medrash. He talks about um, that uh, there's a medrash on the in Shir Hashirim, Kishoshana bin Hachochem, a rose amongst the thorns. So it tells a story that you know you had a, once you had a melech, a king, who had a paradise, he had a garden and orchard, and he gave it, and it had all sorts of wonderful fruits and vegetables, beautiful things, and he gave it to an aris, to a sharecropper to take care of, and he comes back after a long time to see what happened, and it's in terrible shape. Everything's destroyed, nothing's nothing's right, nothing's good. And then finally he walks around and he sees that there's like this one rose, this one rose which is beautiful, and because of that one rose he saves the entire enterprise, he saves the entire field. So too, says so too says Bnei Saskar, we have the same idea. After 26 generations, HaKadosh Baruch looks at the world, he sees, so, what's going on? You have Dar Enosh, they, they invented idol worship, you have the Dar HaMabul, you have the Dar HaFlaga, you have all of the different generations which are problematic, and then finally he sees the Ra Bo Shoshana Acha Shal Vered Elu Yisrael, he sees the Jewish people, who are the rose, and he took a sniff of them, when he took the, when he gave him the Ten Commandments, and when they said Nasa Vinishma, it's like, okay, good, this whole enterprise is worth saving, the orchard is worth saving. The whole world will be solved. Actually, this is still quoted in the Medrash. Hine, he says, So the Bnei Saskar adds to this, he, he only adds this idea, that it could be, it could be that that's why we have this custom of putting roses and, and uh, different 
different flowers because of this measure. The moment of the receiving of the Torah was the moment where our rose was plucked, which gave the entire world salvation because we were chosen to be the reason that the world should go on, even though there had been so many fails up, failures up until that point. So therefore, this was that moment that we remember that rose. And again, here, according to this idea, uh, it would be specifically flowers, maybe even a rose, based on that medrash. Now, there is a lot of controversy when it comes to this. The Gra is quoted, the Vilna Gon, as quoted by the Chayadim and others, that uh, he was bitel minigmi lahamidi lanos pataras. You should not put trees, you should not put trees in it seems in the shul or anywhere, because it was the uh, non-Jewish custom to put trees. Now, you're probably thinking of Christmas, where they put trees inside their house, but nobody here was thinking of that. They were thinking, as the Chaya dimensions, uh, a holiday called, I'm not going to be able to say this right, but a holiday called Zelnia Shavanta, or Zilman Shvit, Tiki or Fingsten. Fingsten. Fingsten is actually um, a German word for Pentecost. Pentecost is the holiday on the 50th day after Easter. Uh, this is not a take 10 for Christianity, so I'm not going to get too much into that. But that was a holiday which pretty much happened around Shavuos time. So the Vilna Gon was of the opinion that because there are some who have the custom of putting out grasses and things like that in their churches, we should not be doing it in our shuls. Now, uh, many disagree. Many say that when it is true, it is true that if you're following some random behavior and that behavior is something that the Gentiles do, we're not supposed to do it if they're doing it, but if there's a good reason and we have our own reasons for doing it, we're supposed to be doing it. Rav Moshe brings, Moshe Feinstein brings opinions like that. Um, there are many famous opinions that hold that way. And Shlomo Zalman, interestingly, uh, makes a distinction over here. He says that the Gra, the Volnagon, had a problem with trees specifically. We've mentioned before that based on the reason for the custom, trees, grasses, flowers, but he had a problem with trees. Arbach suggests that even the Volnagon would not have forbidden uh, grasses and flowers, but specifically only trees. I'm not 100% sure if, if that's accurate based on what was going on in the churches at that time, but uh, that's what is suggested by Shlomo Zaman Arbach. In general, many shuls have this custom. Some shuls really, really beautify the place. They turn like uh, this huge chuppah, a glorified chuppah made out of uh, uh, flowers and, and, and branches and things like that. Uh, some shuls have a custom to minimize it. People do this at home. In any event, it's a very old minute with multiple reasons. Hopefully one that will connect to you.